Hello, and welcome to Intrust. My name is Rick Kitagawa. And my name is Lisa Lambert. And thanks for joining us for our show about the most valuable asset today, trust. Today, we are thrilled to be joined by one of the most kind-hearted leaders we know, Stacy Richards. Stacy is a recovering lawyer, award-winning sales and account management leader, and trusted guide to young people to help them master the real skills they need to secure a job and launch a successful career. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Lisa. It's great to be here. Stacy, for folks who are just meeting you for the first time, could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, you bet. Um, I am a uh, recovering lawyer, as Rick mentioned. I, since the age of seven, talked about being a lawyer. And so I went to law school. And the best thing to come out of law school, besides a really amazing education, was meeting my husband. So we've been married for 24 years now. And we have two kids who are 18 and 21. So we're empty nesters for the first time and really enjoying that beginning of that phase of life. I've had a career since uh, we've been married. I took some brief time off after each child, but career's always been really important to me and, and something that's very fulfilling for me. So I find myself kind of at an exciting time of life right now where, you know, we're, we've sent the kids off, we've launched them off to college and uh, have about 20, 20 plus years of, of sales and account management experience under my belt and thinking about what I want to do next. And so this really came about with COVID. And so, you know, having time to really reflect reflect and think about this next phase. So I've just recently started a coaching business, uh, as you mentioned, Rick, for college students. So I'm really excited about that and really excited to be living in Florida after nine years in Minnesota, which was a great place to live, but I will not miss the winters. So excited to be down here in Florida and kind of launching my coaching business and continuing to do some coaching work on the side with the Alt-MBA, where I get to meet such lovely people like the two of you, and uh, it's been a great experience too. So yeah, lots going on and uh, excited for the next phase. Sounds like there's a lot of change that's happened recently, and it sounds like all positive things. And I am very interested in what is the change that you see yourself making in the work that you're doing coaching with your own private practice and coaching young people? I think that the change that I would most like to make with this coaching practice is to empower as many young people as I can, you know, to kind of open the blinders for them, first allow them to see their own amazing potential and their own uh, unique worth and allowing them to um, recognize that those things that make them unique are very important and very needed in today's professional world or work world, whatever vocation they may choose to pursue, that honoring their, their own true selves and, and recognizing the importance of honoring that same thing in others um, will uh, bring rich rewards. And I don't just mean um, from a compensation standpoint, but really from the standpoint of making their own difference in the world and making a positive impact on those that they encounter in whatever line of work it is that they're choosing to do. I love that. That's amazing. And you and your husband, you've raised two incredible kids of your own. I'm curious what makes it important for you to help other young people step into their full potential. 
Oh, yeah, it's um, it's funny. I think any parent you would ask at any stage in the parenting life, they will say, oh, gosh, I can point to lots of mistakes that I've made. So, you know, there's a certain humility that I bring to the coaching role when I'm focused on this particular age group, knowing that, um, you know, there were certainly times that I could have done better in imparting some of this wisdom as a parent. So in some respects, it's sort of freeing that I get to step out of that parenting role and, um, and just be a coach and, and try to share some of the things that I've learned along the way and hopefully help students understand the bigger picture, not get so caught up in what I would think is, what I would say is an apt term, which is the rat race, right? And it's more pressure than ever before, uh, as I see it. You know, we certainly experienced it, you know, the three of us at certain times in our careers and in our lives. And, you know, I felt it very acutely, but I think now with social media and, um, the constant blending of work and life makes the pressure just all that more intense. So I really hope to help students like my kids um, and help young people like my kids realize what's truly important and help them kind of navigate those very turbulent waters that they're entering. Because as much as we like to think, you know, there are people like us out there trying to make an impact and make the world and the working world in particular a really humane place. A lot of times it's not. And so I want to give them the confidence and the grounding and the perspective to, to know that going in and to um, understand and think about how they're going to tackle that and stay true to themselves and do something that's really fulfilling. I love that. That's so much generosity and kindness and humility and just the sense of overall making the world a more humane place, which we are all about. I know only because we know each other as friends, Stacey, but I'm pretty sure there's a story behind the origin of your, of your business name, Oyster <laughs> Reef Coaching, and we would love to hear a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah, you bet. So, you know, I got lots of advice about naming a business. I've never started a business before. So this was my first venture. And it's, it's been a blast, frankly, I've, I've loved every piece of it. But the naming was just one piece. And so I started gathering advice. I'm a big sort of consensus builder. And even though it's me and myself and perhaps my husband playing a behind the scenes role here. I was the one to make the decision, but I really do like to get lots of perspective when I make decisions like this. And so I got a lot of that and, and, and heard from people, which was great really to hear from people what they thought I would bring to the business knowing me. And, you know, um, and so it helped me to sort of build in my mind what I wanted my characteristics and culture of the business to be. So I wanted to be inspiring, playful, optimistic, fun. And I, I loved the the sort of thinking about nature because that's something that has inspired me. I know I mentioned, you know, moving to Florida and how much being able to be outside a lot means to me and, and helps me, you know, be energetic, stay energetic. And, and, and the ocean in particular is really special to me. I have a lot of special memories with vacations at the ocean. So I think that was in the back of my mind as I thought about naming the business. And, and so I started to read about different approaches, one of them being think about a quote that really resonates with you and think if there's something there that, you know, that creates a name in your head. So I was thinking about the students that I'd be, you know, working with and uh, what I wanted them to think about and feel in working with me. 
and the phrase, the world is your oyster, popped into my head. I thought, boy, I say it to my kids as, as much as I can because I want them to know they have so much potential and so much possibility ahead of them. So I thought, boy, yeah, the world is your oyster. And I looked into the origin of that a little bit. It's a Shakespeare from the Merry Wives of Windsor. And uh, so there's some, you know, literary reference there, which I also really like because I'm a big reader. And then I looked into oysters themselves and learned a little bit more, something that I have always just considered something delicious to eat. But they are actually really cool creatures because they form these reefs as a way of protecting their young. So Um, when the young oysters come into being, they don't have these hard shells that protect them. So the reef protects them. And that reef in turn protects the shoreline, which I thought, boy, that's a really pretty cool metaphor for how I want my students to be feeling as they go through coaching with me and how I want them to be feeling about heading into the work world. And also another cool thing about oysters is that they take in the water around them and to get their nutrients and they deliver back water that's cleaner. So they are always improving their environment collectively. So there were lots of great analogies there that I just loved. And so Oyster Reef it was, even though lots of people are are struggling with the two R's in Oyster Reef because I wanted it to have those two words intact. So it may not have been the perfect name, but I love it. I love it too. And we struggle with the, the double letters with Spotlight Trust as well. And just own it. Just own it. Go with it. It's another chance to say, <laughs> to say your name moving forward. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> I'd love to know when it comes to your work with Oyster Reef and helping young people embrace that the world is their oyster. Where does trust come into play? Oh, trust is so important. And one of the reasons that I was just so drawn to the venture that you both have going on and all the ways that, you know, trust is implicated when you talk about thriving teams and a successful performance-based work environment. So I think as I think about it, as it relates to Oyster Reef, you know, the first and foremost important thing for me is that my students learn to trust me. And and trust that I am human and that I am fallible and that I will prove that to them and then hopefully make them feel better about their own humanity and own fallibility. It's important to be real and to be genuine in order to earn trust. And that's anywhere, right? That's not just in the workplace. That's in your personal relationships. That's in your day-to-day interactions with people, the barista, you know, or uh, the person working at the postal service or whoever it is, you know, you have to be yourself so that others can be themselves too. And that engenders trust. So, you know, I think that if I look at sort of the pillars of the real skills, and when I say real skills, I'm, I'm talking about the soft skills or the essential skills that are beyond the technical, right? The things that I know from 20 plus years in, in professional life really help a person to be successful and to be um, a good leader and to be trusted, right? So many of those real skills, if you dig down deep into them, have an element of trust there, right? Empathy, the ability to deeply connect with people and understand um, exactly why they think and, and do the way that they think and do. There has to be trust there to dig into that and to, um, you know, you have to trust yourself to have the conversations that you need to have to under to really get empathetic with somebody, you know, execution, right, um, is such an important element of 
a real skill that you need to be successful in any workplace. In order to execute effectively, you have to uh, have a team that trusts you and you trust them as well to make all the moving parts to any project or initiative work. And so trust is elemental to a lot of what you do in your practice and what I hope to do with my coaching practice and hope I do. And, you know, it's something that not only has to be talked about and examined, but demonstrated every day. So it's a really important part of of how I, I hope to interact, not just in my coaching practice, but personally as well. We can definitely vouch for your trustworthiness, Stacey. I think there's, for a lot of people, there's a lot of tension and fear, I would say, around going out and starting your own business, even if it's on the side. Um, I think that there are a lot of people who might not trust in themselves to, to have that execution, especially that you're talking about, right? Is I'd like to call it the follow through, maybe. And how have you learned to trust yourself as you go about doing this generous work that you do? It's a great question. And I think there's a lot to that, Rick, in terms of I have to trust myself to know that I can do things, right? And that doesn't mean that I have to build a successful multi-million dollar business. I mean, in five years from now, who knows? I certainly hope that Oyster Reef Coaching is something that keeps me so busy that I've got others involved with it as well. And, and we're you know running a really exciting business. But even if five years from now, for some reason or another, it, it's gone away, I tried it, right? And I gave it a go. And that in itself to me, I hope is a great lesson and a great coaching point for young people, right? You've got to give it a try. And yes, you're going to have voices of doubt in your head. You know, I tell my coaching clients and my students in some seminars that I run, I still have that voice in my head. Don't think it's unique to being 22 or 23 or 27. It's, it is never going to go away, right? And I think that that there's a little bit of comfort in that as you get older, frankly, um, in knowing that, hey, it's just that friendly voice in my head that's actually going to help me do better, right? Because it's going to keep me on my toes. It's going to make me do my homework. It's going to keep me diligent and keep me on track, right? So it's okay if things don't go as you planned them, but go ahead and start doing them. Have that trust in yourself. Know that, yes, you've made mistakes in the past, and those mistakes are only going to help you. They're only going to help you be a little bit wiser, right, and know yourself a little bit more as you head into your next endeavor. And you never want to let those things make you give up or make you think smaller or make you afraid of trying new things. So yeah, I think, you know, trust in yourself is a really, really important part of starting any endeavor, not just a business. And know that you're human and that everybody has made mistakes that are going to make them think twice or think about holding back. But in fact, those are the things that are going to make you all the more, not necessarily successful, but all the more fulfilled in trying new things and venturing out and doing scary things. I love that reframe of you really taking 
the outcome out of the equation and really just focusing on on trying something and, and going for it. It sounds like, I don't want to say it sounds like, it is such a crucial message to give to young people. And have you had someone, a mentor of, of some sort, as you were kind of coming up in your career that really helped you catalyze kind of this idea of, of reframing the fear as a way to help propel you forward? Yeah, absolutely. I've been so, so lucky to have some great mentors, both personally and professionally. And to really, I think I learned the most by watching them and watching them what they do, not just what they say, but what they do. Um, The most powerful leaders that I can think about in any context that I've seen in action are the ones who have humility, right? And who really embody that you never want to be the smartest person in the room, right? You want to have surround yourself with people who know so much more than you do and act that out and show it by asking questions, by saying, did I get that right? By pausing, by listening. You know, those are the things that I think show a true leader, a a really effective leader. And those are things that, you know, I have admired most from mentors along the way. So hopefully, you know, it's funny as I will sometimes be having a conversation with a young person, I'll say something and I'll actually say it in a way, I'll I'll even be sort of quoting or paraphrasing from um, something that a, a really strong leader told me years ago, right? And it just sort of pops up. It's become part of my own lexicon and my own belief system, my own values. So that's, I think, something really pretty cool about having mentors in your life is they become part of you and part of what you then take forward, right, to others. I think that gets to one of the reasons the work that you're doing is so important, especially right now where a lot of our workplaces are really disrupted. And that chance to kind of learn from osmosis, being in proximity to other leaders, other people who can kind of coach and mentor us. It's not impossible, but it's definitely different now without that intention coming in there. And I'm curious with that and in your experience with the young people that you've worked with, what practical advice would you give someone that's looking to really work on their, their real skills right now or to start building some of that trust in themselves to step out and play a little bit bigger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly challenging, Lisa, um, because we can't have those human interactions face to face right now. I mean, that's temporary. And, oh, I can't wait for the day where we say, can you believe we had to go through that for that year and a half or whatever it was, you know, but, you know, my advice is always just give it a try. What do you have to lose? You know, one of the things that my grandfather used to say to me, if I was embarrassed or you know, scared to try something or um, holding back, right? Um, He would say, you know, five years from now, uh, maybe even five days from now, no one's going to know the difference, right? Like it's all in your own head. Nobody's going to be thinking about this. No one's going to be thinking about that you were maybe a little awkward with a suggestion or that you asked for something that they couldn't give you. You have to just put yourself out there. One of the things that uh, my son as, as a freshman right now in an engineering program is, is uh, you know, confronting some really, really challenging classes. And uh, I've been telling him, hey, you know, there's lots of resources on campus that you can be utilizing here. You know, it's, 
it's part of the deal. It's not just the professor. There's so, there's other students, there's tutors, there's TAs, there's, you know, message boards, all sorts of things. I said, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, Jake. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's such an old fashioned saying. Like, how did that even start, right? The squeaky wheel gets the grease back to like mechanical days. But, you know, it's true. And you can apply that in so many contexts. You know, you have to speak up or you're never going to have your ideas conveyed. You're never going to get that opportunity. And that might be introducing yourself to somebody, reaching out through LinkedIn, asking for an informational interview. You know, these are the kind of things you just have to get past that fear, that that hesitation and step out there and, and do things. And, you know, that's the only way you're really going to ever get to try new things. You're going to ever let your uh, world grow, right? And see new things and experience new things. Yeah, it's it's all about being the squeaky wheel. I love that. Or squeaky door for those that have hover cars as we live in the future or whatever. Um, (laughs) They'll still squeak. Yeah. There's always going to be something that squeaks. Uh, It's called friction. Stacey, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, What's coming up for you? What's next for you and Oyster Reef Coaching? Oh, yeah. It's, I'm hoping to, uh, so my website is now live. Um, I tested things out this summer with some it's summer interns. I, I Before I even launched my website, I had summer interns, like how, how bold of me, right? But they loved being called interns and I loved having them um, as advice givers and sounding boards this summer. And we tried out a number of things. And so uh, I'm going to be hosting some really, I think, practical-based approaches to thinking about real skills, things like, okay, as you're writing your cover letter, how can you um, really set yourself apart by demonstrating some of those real skills in writing? Or how do you demonstrate those real skills and identifying what real skills they're looking for in an interview? So those are some of the workshops I'll be, I'll be hosting uh, this fall and really just getting out there, um, you know, talking to as many students and college-based organizations as I can to find those students who really are looking for that way to set themselves apart and to hit the ground running and to find successful, fulfilling careers. So yeah, I'll just be hoping to connect with as many as possible and help as many as possible. It sounds like you're well on your way and those workshops sound awesome. I'm not so much a young person anymore, but I would love to sign up. They sound great. (laughs) Well, uh, with everyone I do, I learn something new from something a student says. So there's always that hidden benefit where I keep learning too. It's great. A lifelong learner at heart right there. I know there's two R's in it and we'll remind people of that and we will drop (laughs) that into the show notes, but where can people go to find out more about you and about Oyster Reef Coaching? Well, thanks, Lisa. Yeah, oysterreefcoaching.com. Real simple. Remember the two R's. Uh, Can't wait to see you there. Lots of nice nautical symbols there for your viewing pleasure too, along with some good information, hopefully. That's awesome. And we just want to say thank you so much for joining us today, Stacey. And we hope you enjoy Florida and settling in. Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Rick. I'll be uh, continuing to follow your work with trust and can't wait to see what comes next. And I'll be a, a podcast fan for sure. Thank you again, Stacy. And alrighty, folks, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please join us again next time for In Trust. Thanks for listening to the Intrust podcast. And if this resonated with you, be sure to subscribe or follow and leave us a review. We would also love for you to share with a friend because after all, 
Trust is an infinite game and it's better together. And now a quick word from our sponsors. If you are looking to successfully make change in the world, you need to build trust and lots of it. Fortunately, over here at Spotlight Trust, we've put together a 20 page practical guide that details actionable steps that you can take to build trust at scale and accelerate your change making. Download your free playbook today at spotlighttrust.com slash playbook.